Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And while we're here, may I suggest you go check that website out? You might be pleasantly surprised at all the additional video content we release privately and update on the regular. Whether it's an educational breakdown of a surfing skill, a video answering specific member questions, or just the raw video recordings of Coach Ev, myself, and our guests recording for KookCast. So if you're a fan of KookCast and or the Surf Continuum and everything we've put out there for free over the last few years, please think about supporting us and helping us continue to invest and grow this thing. And as always, to all our already existing members, thank you. We really enjoy interacting with you guys, answering your questions, and hearing your feedback on the site. We're pretty excited to keep building and uh, make it better, you know? So this week on the show, we have one of our top students, and that is a Mr. Scott Napier. And he's one of the surfers that joined us on our recent La Mission trip in February. And, oh yeah, by the way, we're running that thing again in April, so if you're interested, get on the mailing list. You can do that on the website. So on the last day of the trip, Coach Ev, Scott, and myself sat down to record a topic that came up between us a few times, which is keeping your rhythm. Um, you know, it's one of those things where when you got it, it just feels like you're on the top of the world and you're doing the damn thing. And on the other hand, when you don't have rhythm, it's a real spirit crusher. So we decided to recreate a little of those, uh, those conversations we had privately on the trip and record it for an episode of KookCast. Of course, it's always tough to record something you already talked about, but despite a little jumping around, these episodes are kind of my favorite and the most enjoyable to record because they're real. There's no outline, and we just jump right into it and let the natural process of thought and conversation take us down an organic road. So here we go. Thanks, Scott, for bringing this topic up. This is a good one that all surfers can relate to at various points, and probably one of those things you'll never shake. You just get better and better at it. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive in. All right, what did we say we're talking about? <laughs> Scott and I kind of already started talking about it a little bit. Was um, wasn't it the um, rhythm of a session? Mm -hmm. Keeping your rhythm, or Finding your rhythm. Yeah, kind of all of the above, right? Yeah. Well, cheers first and foremost. You. Wrapping up an extra trip. No better time to talk about it than when you're in the in the heat of it, been surfing, you know, nonstop for seven days. Do you find that it's easier to stay in your rhythm now that you've been, you know, consistent? Cause, cause that's, different. you kind of like brought this up, you know, you were asking, you were asking me about it and you've definitely talked to coach Chris about it. Just 
that it is kind of re a reoccurring thing. Like you start your session out, you're feeling good, you know, but 30 minutes into the session, you kind of start losing your bearings and start losing your mojo. Yeah, this has been going on a long time. It happens back at her home break a lot. And I mean, it, I mean, any session more than an hour and 15 minutes or so seems like it's hard to keep that good rhythm, positive vibe. And since I started, Coach Chris and I talked about it a little bit, There's, I thought about what causes it. And three things came to mind. And one is, um, is fitness level and fatigue. Stamina, physical yeah. aspect. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a big one. And then second, always some sort of something happens in the lineup. You get too close to someone or you drop in on someone you know you shouldn't or they drop it on you and it just throws everything out of whack. And then I think third is positioning and not being aware of your position. So you catch a few good ones and you're like, oh, this is going great. And next thing you know, like, you know, like I'm not catching it anymore. And you're not aware, like, I think about it, like, well, I can't even remember now where I was catching them, you know? Yep. It's getting back into that. Getting sloppy. Yeah. So it sounds like all three of those things, they're, they're, they're manageable, you know? There's, there's, there's solutions to those, to those problems, right? Uh, for, and one thing I want to say, too, is just, like, I think part of <laughs> fixing a problem is recognizing what, like, there's something going on. And also, like, there's also good um, points you're making for yourself. Like, it's not like you're totally in the dark here and you don't even know what to say about it. It's just like, no, you, you get it. So it's like, that <coughs> makes it even more solid. It's like knowledge is the first step. But, um, and it's, it's definitely a relatable thing too. It's gonna be easy for us to talk about because it happens all the time, like for the exact reasons you said. You know, you start getting tired <coughs> or bad vibe happens or just a weird thing and it kind of lingers in your heart. Um, you know, or for, or just lose the positioning, or sometimes I feel like it, it, it's not even just you. It can be like, what I don't know, <clears throat> tide Current, changes, or yeah, yeah something yeah. switches, wind. something flops, the wind, and just it just makes a little shift in the lineup. And I know like there's still waves there because you know you get frustrated, you come in, and then you look back out and you're like, no, there's definitely still waves. You know, like there, it's happening. So I was thinking like one of the things that I do when I start getting to a point of like losing my rhythm is just get out, you know, of the water. Um, I don't know, I just, I think there was always like this reluctancy in me to like get out of the water. It, I don't know, it felt like ending the session or something, I don't mm -hmm. know. Or just like having to go all the way back to the beach and then that means paddling all <laughs> the way back out. Yeah. But, you know, it's not actually that big of a deal. And it does, when the element is, is about a positioning thing, it really does help me personally reset, you know, and just like, all right, what's going on out there? I was just sitting with those people. There they are now. Oh, wow, they're so far outside. Or they're drifting way down the zone. Here was New the peak I started at. Yep. And I made the analogy to, I think it was to you and, and, and Spags, how like when you go to a new city, you know, you look at a map, say on your phone, to get like that holistic picture, but then you go into the city and you walk around and you do, you know, you take turns. And if you ever get lost, what do you do? You check your map again. 
and you go back to the big perspective and you're like, oh, where am I? Oh, here, and this block's parallel to me there, and the next block's parallel to that one, and it gives you like the whole picture. So that's how I feel about getting back on the beach is like checking the map. Your bearings, yeah. Get, get your bearings. Yeah, you brought up a good point that I didn't, is true for sure, and I didn't think too much about is changing conditions. And as a newer surfer, not being aware of changing conditions. Like, what does the tide do, you know, what, you know, what is the ideal tide or what, not even ideal, but how does a, a changing tide change mm. where you need to be? And how, how to just to adjust, it? adjust yeah. to those things. You know, you're like, oh, the tide's getting fat. I need to, maybe I go in and I get a different board, you know, yeah. to keep my rhythm and keep having, you know, a good time out there. Go, you know, jumping back to like your first point, as far as stamina goes, like, you know that you're gonna you're gonna hit a wall. So being really conservative with your with your paddling and your paddle out and wave and selection, your wave yeah. selection, and just like taking your time getting in there and getting warmed up because we all do this. Hop out of the lineup and then start frothing and then just boom, snag a wave. Definitely me. Snag a wave. <laughs> don't snag a great one. Don't finish it. Fall off your board. Get rolled. Yeah, like you know, empty half the tank in fifteen minutes. Yeah. So, so maybe one of those, just, just using your maturity yeah. and mm -hmm. just being like, all right, I, the waves are good. I want to see how long I can, you know, still perform at a, a reasonable level for how long, you know, and conserve your energy right, right then and there with, with stamina. Um, and then what, what was your second point? There's positioning and then bad vibes in the water. Okay, so the bad vibes thing. So that's really good for KootCast because we're always talking about things to not do, put yourself in those situations, basically just keeping more space between you and people, you, you yourself and other people, like just that. And then and eliminate one of those major, I know it's not always possible, you know, to just go paddle down the beach and sometimes it's really small out there and there's only really waves breaking in one zone but limiting those those kooky little things that get yourself gets yourself into trouble and and make you feel kind of shitty you know that's a tough one too because it's you can't always avoid it you know like it's inevitable it's dealing with people it's like driving on like driving and, and avoiding bad vibes you know like it's not going to happen you know, so there's like, there also has to be an element of you where, you know, you're doing your best to do the right thing so you can feel, uh, you can get over it faster. I think it's harder to get over when you know, like, I fucked up. You did <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you're like, oh shit, I got called out. Yeah. But when you're really doing your best and, you know, it just, like, you learn something from it, you take it, you know, take away a lesson from it and, and then, and then it just makes it easier though if, you know, with that effort and you, you know, the best of your abilities to get over it, you know, and there's got to be resilience because, and I'm speaking as a person who struggles with that, you know, like it's definitely tough when somebody has a problem or does something to you, you know, you, and you just get in your head and start imagining like how you're going to get them back or something, you right. know, and you what just you go down say? this dark spiral down that now, what are you even doing out there? You're like conspiring against a fellow surfer while sitting in the water. Um, well, speaking to that, I, th I think that, you know, it's inevitable. You're going to have kooky moments, close calls. A lot of times we don't really ad address it like right then and there. You like, 
get disconnected on the paddle out and the guys over there or the gals over there and you're just like uh -huh, I'd rather not talk about <laughs> it but um, the right thing to do is just go right over there and just be humble about it and be like I fucked up I'm sorry I'm training that out of my psyche I would you know, I feel I like that speaks things. it right there just by recognizing it and saying like oh, it shows like you know like you actually know what you're doing but you fucked up Right, you know, but to be like oblivious or ignore it looks more like, do you even know what you just did? Like that's more the norm. That's more the norm, right? We see things go down in the lineup all the time, and we see silence a lot. Like back, you know, back in the day, there, you know, people would just get into it right then and there. You fucking snake me, <laughs> you know, blah blah blah. You're out of here. Get to the beach. Now everybody's just like silent, almost killed each other and just like sitting right next to each other. Like <laughs> it, the, the tension is just like, oh, so bad. You got to go and be humble and just say just that. I fucked up. I won't let it happen again. You know, but you, you know what? It's, it's not even just you fucking up, cooking it. The vibe that it creates in a lineup where... You know, if you've grown, you know, if you grew up surfing, you've dealt with lineups where there's, you know, localism and a hierarchy and all that, and, and aggressive personalities in the lineup, and you you're used to it. But a, you know, a newer surfer that didn't grow up with that, you kind of paddle into that, and it, you know, it's mm. like, what is going on over here? Mm. <laughs> you know, and it, it's like it's intimidating rest. to a certain degree. And if you're intimidated, you're not as aggressive as you should be paddling for waves that are yours, et cetera. So. And that's where the rhythm is lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what are other solutions then, too? Like, I mean, just changing up your spot. We did say that, you know. And this is why I say, like, this is a tough one because I don't even really have off the top of my head, like, a solution for that. Um, it's just, it's kind of, it's almost more of an acceptance, you know, and realizing, like, you got to go through the rough times, too. It's getting right. to a comfort level with that. And it, I think it comes. I mean, I'm, I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. But it does throw off the rhythm a little bit. And, uh, and basically what, what came to mind, and we talk about this all the time, and, and this crazy, you know, all the stuff that we talk about surfing is basically your attitude. You know, that's, that's how you stay in a good flow in your session. Hmm. You keep going back to, I'm grateful for being out in the ocean and being able to catch waves and keep working on this thing and it's surfing is like the best damn thing in the world and the most challenging thing in the world and it kind of almost reminds I'm doing me, it it kind of almost reminds me of like something uh, like my mom would say is like oh when you're not happy smile you know because when you when you smile you actually kind of stir up those emotions that are associated with a smile so if you just start being grateful for being a surfer, start being like, I got this board, I got this, here's a great, it like takes you away, you know, the th in theory, you know, I know it's easier said than done, but just like kind of puts the horse before the carriage, so to speak, you know, but forces the other hand to go, we got to figure out how to open it. I use that if you don't mind for Scott. Um, yeah. That little. Um, yeah, anyway, just thinking how, oh, like, you know, you kind of can cultivate a different and, and stir up a different cheers, cheers, a different emotion by, you know, telling yourself the things you know are true, even if you're not feeling them at the time, you know, and force the feelings to come after the fact. Attitude, no, you know, just like be prepared for all, again, all these things that are going to happen. You don't get to surf all the time. So when you get back in the water, your first 
sessions are going to be difficult because your stamina and you're not in surf shape so it's that's going to be a reoccurring thing that's going to be bringing you down there's all these things that are bringing you down you got to be like your biggest cheerleader We're like <laughs> way to get out there in that two foot slop you really did a fucking bitch and press up on that one you didn't you didn't hardly even get to your feet the whole session but boom i was in the water and i was putting in the time and and that's like all we can do that's that's the best thing you can do for actually uh counter countering this this endless like emotional journey in surfing with dealing with crowds and kooking it and you know how taxing it is on the body and do you think that part of it like conditions and this topic like came up about like getting out of rhythm because of being on this trip in a not that it's new for you now but like a different place than you're used to. Well, no, you said that it happens to you at home too and all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just staying in that, you know, you talk a lot about the surf continuum and this circular, you know, pattern that you want to get to where you're catching a wave, kicking out properly, paddling back out, being in the right position. How, you know, staying in that mindset as long as you can as someone, you know, who's working on all those skills, right? Yeah, that's what keeps you yeah. on, <laughs> on the right path. And if you get off, boom, you can revert back to the plan. Stick to the plan, <laughs> right? Well, that's what I feel like uh, Like surfing and the way we like to train is very much like what musicians train like. They don't just play songs straight through, you know what I mean? Like if, that were, like if playing a song beginning to end were the equivalent of the surf continuum, that's not how they practice. You know, they don't just play a song beginning to end, what, five times in a row or something? They isolate parts, they take trouble areas, they like, they do scales, they do have, they have warm-ups. There's a lot of like unglamorous parts compared with when they perform the piece, you know, beginning to end. Um, so like, I like, I, I, I have that mindset just because I am a musician and that's how I was trained, you know, when I was much younger and doing like uh, classical piano. So I, I feel like I, I want to take that to surfing and help people feel that because you're right. Like it's not always just this really efficient circle, you know, but when it happens, it's because you've, you know, picked apart the pieces of the circle, you know, the sitting turn, the, the paddling technique, the kick out or dismount, um, you know, and just that cycle of doing them over and over and having like a seamlessness between them. Um, but yeah, anyway, like, that's why, you know, we also preach like paddling out in the shit conditions and the terrible slop because we can isolate one of those pieces in those. And then when it's nice and the waves are good and it's all glassy and clean, now we're going to be all fit and in shape. Now we're going to have the, uh, the fundamental skills that we need to be able to connect the dots. And this is why, you know, I don't feel bad at all for the students we have that only wait for those conditions to surf and, and kind of struggle or have a hard time. You know, it's like, makes sense to me. You know, like, well, I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> I said it in the email. <laughs> Coach Chris, you're, it's probably as big of a wave hound as I know. You love, I mean, you'll be paddling back out. Next thing I know, you're on a wave. And, or you'll go work the inside, and then you'll go back out. You're always, you know, you think that keeps you in rhythm longer doing that? Because yeah. in my mind, one thing as we were talking about this, one thing that keeps you, snaps you right back in rhythm 
catching a nice one. Yeah, great point. Well, it's like it's like um, nature versus nurture. You know, it's like it's how I'm who I am because of where I was brought up. You know, and I said this on Crudecast many times, but being a New York surfer, where we have these small windows of swell, and you really have to nail it just kind of makes you a little anxious to get your, you know, like your fill, especially because it's not going to happen usually the next day. And you don't know when, like, it's just, it's a different style here on the West Coast that takes adjusting for me to kind of calm down. And as you can see, I don't really do a good <laughs> job of that, um, but which costs me like set waves, you know, because I'm inside when a good one comes or just inside when if I had been kind of being patient about it. Anyway, point is though, I do feel like it just keeps, it satisfies who I am, the activity, you know? And even though they're all like kind of mediocre waves and I kind of like looking back on the footage, I'm like, damn it, like look at all these tiny little waves I'm getting. And I know there's head high waves yeah. out there. They just don't come often enough to like satiate my quench for action, you know? Repetition, yeah. Yeah, and I just like being busy and active and, and you know, athletic too about it, you know, just trying to, I, I think of surfing as, as a chance to keep a fitness level, you know, because I don't really do much else. So I just, I try to make it a, an activity that's also like labor intensive. Yeah, I mean, for me sometimes sitting out, you know, waiting for, you know, the set waves or whatever, and you have better surfers around you and they're picking off waves because, you know, they're better, they know where to be positioned better. You're maybe in a spot where you could catch it, but they're in a better spot. Right, right. They're, so then, they're on the move. So next they're thing you know, you know, they're deeper than you, and you're like, oh, I've been waiting here for 20 minutes, <sighs> and one's coming, and I'm in a good spot, but they're in a better spot. And so you sit there, and you see other folks catching waves, and that brings you down, too. So maybe, not for you, you're just chasing waves because you love it. Well, you know, but, that's actually a really a, yeah. a good thing to bring up because that's actually something I've heard many times from people, like, Look at everybody else. They're all catching waves. Like the big picture, like when you stand on the beach or sit out there waiting for your wave is everybody's getting waves. But everybody's getting a wave, you know? But it doesn't, and there are maybe one or two surfers who get many waves a lot. But for the most part, everybody's kind of in the same struggle. But the conglomerate picture of one person getting a wave and then another person and then another person just looks like everybody but me is getting waves. Yeah, so there's there's a little bit of an illusion in there, you know. And it's not to say that there aren't surfers who just do laps. And you kind of have to either stay away from them, become their friend, or surf <laughs> a different zone, like inside, over there, up the beach, down the beach, because um, that is like, you know, if there's a shark in the water, and you're a little guppy you got to come in when they're munching. So after they catch a wave, that's when you're like huh, 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 running around trying one. to get in. Because as soon as they come back scraps. to swoop in, you got to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> that that kind of speaks to that last point of to also just like staying in rhythm and the ever-changing fucking tides and wind and swell and crowd and just staying in that rhythm. Get more waves, you know? Like when I think back, like... Like Uncle, lesser waves. Uncle, yeah. Uncle Anth is just like, for, for three hours, he's catching waves constantly. He's really, at any one point, he's just not sitting there. Mm -hmm. He's just on the move. Well, it like, happened like with we you the last two days, Coach. It's like every time I looked up, you're racing down, beating sections. I'm like, I'm not surfing the same waves. He's finding different waves in me. You're in a different when I'm out there, those waves aren't there. It's only when Coach Ev is there, they come up. It's, it's, yeah, he does a pretty incredible job <laughs> getting his waves. 
I think too, like though, yeah, the 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 standard for what's a good wave almost has to be lowered. I don't know if it's a pro- like the standard is your problem, but or anyone's problem. It's it's just getting locked in the waiting. Like waiting almost perpetuates the waiting. It's like now I have to justify all this waiting and make sure it's a good wave, right. you know, rather than just like every thirty seconds get a shit wave, <laughs> you know. And yeah. the thing also for uh, so like speaking to rhythm and getting a lot of waves bad waves that is is that you happen into good waves because when you're in the impact zone when you're around where waves break and and everything's moving water's moving not just you but the water too you just happen to find yourself in the spot sometimes your ratio it goes up yeah you just yeah it's just it works better you know the than numbers. sitting and just like kind of floating away you don't float into good position basically you know you no. you move into good position and, and there's a spot I really like to surf in San Diego, and, and every time a set goes through, it kind of flushes the lineup out. And so I end up getting some good waves because I'm on the inside. Because I'm getting all these little waves, little waves, and I don't even realize we're all getting flushed out, and they get flushed out too far because they started in good position and then get a little flushed out. Mm-hmm. And they know it, and they're coming back in, but there's always a window right. where we all get flushed out, and I'm into good position, and here comes a good wave. Here and it's like, the little holy moly, I'm not moment. allowed to get this wave, yeah. but nobody's here, and so I get the wave. Oops. And then I keep doing my little inside thing, getting a bunch of waist high waves, getting a bunch of waist high waves, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, the whole pack is way yeah. too far. I'll just take this, you know? Little but it, it definitely up. comes from <clears throat> the action, you know? And it just, it's just from years of surfing, kind of getting to know me and just accepting that, because part of me wants to be a calmer, you know, just more relaxed surfer. But um, I don't know, I think I've been this way for too long. (laughs) (laughs) While you can, get your waves. Um, But you gotta be be surf fit to do that. To just be boom, Well then, but incorporate the breaks. You know, like do this in 30 minute heats, you know, 20 minute heats even. Why not? Why not like take that time? And then, because like, we're at the beach for like three hours. So you can actually theoretically surf those entire three hours if it's broken up into 20 minutes heats with like five, 10 minutes on the beach in between. And like, that's why I was saying before is like, don't let that be such a big deal to go in. Cause then all of a sudden you're like resting up and feeling good and go, you know, you just like change it up when you do it over and over. It's Oop. tiring, you know, either yeah. sitting or, um, or paddling is just both are a strain on you. So I feel like the beach is a good way to break it up, and I should be doing it too because I just get wrecked, you know, my body, and I just right. force it, but pay the price for it too. Staying in rhythm. Yeah, I think so. I, I like that. I think we really went went all across the board, and also just nailed it. I like that three, you know, those three little points really helped us kind of stick stick to it. Cheers. Cheers. You. Scott, good Ooh. to have you. A little bit left. A little I, I guess. <laughs> I do like that topic, though, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's totally valid. It's, it's something that people deal with, you know? I bet, I mean, you guys probably deal with it at a different level. You know, maybe, you know, fitness maybe isn't the thing that can throw you out of rhythm. Maybe it's missing a good wave, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, that was a great one, I should have done better on it, or it didn't write it the way I should have. And, you know, I don't know. We, yeah. all, we all, like, get, get in our head. I think that's the, that's, you got to figure out whatever keeps you out of your head and keeps you operating on that 
that other side that we were talking about, like, oh, I'm so stoked to be out here. I'm having yeah, so much yeah. fun. I was just going to say your answer before, like revert back to what you intellectually know is right to have. And that's the emotional intelligence to like steer the ship in the right direction. Surfing's too good to be Stay out there fucking the smack in the water. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> or today when Coach Ev was like, you got it to catch these waves, you know, you, you're going to need to move and be in better position and, you know, you need to go a little, you know, straighter, not angle. All that was going, I mean, all that was going through my head was like, go back to like the fundamentals, like catching a wave is catching a wave, you know, it's paddling, you know, correctly. It's setting your rail versus, you know, all that stuff was like out of my head. I was like, oh, these are bigger waves or whatever, and they're moving around. And all that stuff was like, it's just the fundamentals going back. I mean, you know, you got to be in the right position to do those things. But but that's what gets you in the right position is the yeah. fundamentals, you know, like the sitting keep turn paddling, right into good paddling. paddling. Just keep paddling <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh. it's true, yeah. Because like I said, you don't float into good position. You float further away from it. So if you even take an, you know, educational guess, you know, on where is a better position, like move in, move over, just action, but action, action. Out here, it's so subtle, I think. It's like, okay, you know, you got to go, sh you got to paddle a little straighter to catch these and then do a hard bottom turn. Well, but if you, hook it up, but if you, you don't do that quick enough, you're, but yeah. really that's not what we're, that's not what we're doing. We're, we're getting into the wave, paddling, to stay like more mid face and not get sucked up into the upper third, but then, boom, we're we're setting our we're not dropping straight down and doing so a bottom turn, because these things you're are waiting zipping. a little longer to set your rail, maybe. No, we were looking at the footage as soon like, as we can. In as most you're cases. climbing over the ledge, as you're finally starting to drop, you're yanking like I'm thinking backside. You're yeah. yanking on your rail and trying to hook the that high line because that's the only that's really the only way to make on those there's there I are that's I guess why the few, ones. few waves that I did catch it closed out so quickly in front of me I didn't get I couldn't make that section because I drew out too, that initial turn too yeah. low on the so wave. You, yeah you adjusted properly to get into the wave now but now you have to be quicker to adjust down the line and and again you need to be looking down the line you know it's sort of counterintuitive in a way you know like to get the wave better you have to stay straighter longer you know it's it's like it doesn't make sense you want to angle you're like oh the wave's going to run fast down the line so let me angle and get ahead of that and paddle you know, to the shoulder and, yeah, and don't race it. it and race it but then, you, but then you don't catch it because the offshores are blowing honking up the face so you have to like use the wave energy and and head straight into the wind to break through that yeah. threshold of catching a wave but then it's like okay on rail going down the line go 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 haul ass so it, it is a tedious you know thing that but balance. there are the other thing is there are corners out there there are and it's it's not that you should pass up those waves you should absolutely try but there's also corners that are more you know yeah. just soft and slow yeah. the thing is knowing which is which when you're paddling and <laughs> catching the wave of course it's just an endless it seems really easy sitting up here on the deck watching them. yeah yeah of course you're out there <laughs> i think i said that the first night but night like, it's really easy you just like oh look at over there oh i could have been down tubed in that one and the well no it's Sorry. really fitting to be you know we're recording in the zuckerman house and then just talking about staying in rhythm 
at like at Lomas, it's notoriously one of the hardest waves, <laughs> beaches to stay in rhythm because of all these things that we're, we're talking about. But it really is infamous for, for people who are like, I know how to surf, I know how to get waves, and they're looking from the beach and they're like, boom. Oh. And then they hit the, hit the water and they get <laughs> drugged all, like so far away from that wave that they were talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and they just come in so flustered, you know? And then they're going for all these waves that are feathering and then blah, not even catchable. Right burning themselves out then boom what what happened again caught inside a lamas fucking watching these Tricked epic the ones one, yeah. epic ones <laughs> your friends <laughs> inside caught inside again i talked to, to chaser out there today i was like man i feel like i've stepped backwards like three years in my surfing journey he's like Happens to me every time I'm out here. <laughs> How long has he been serving here? His whole life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since he could do little whitewater straight off to the beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I actually wanted to get him in on this conversation because he's, he's notorious for getting in his head. And, yeah, and, he would have been a great addition. And um, I just needed another splitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stacking splitters uh, over here, yeah. <laughs> but no, he he he's gotten he's gotten better for sure with it. He was always second guessing himself. That's that's one of those things. It's like you can't just add to the difficulty of surfing by saying you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up. You know, it's like go say you're sorry and then get over that and then focus, get focused back on what you're out there to do. Have fun and sharpen your skills. Yeah, I bet another thing is that, I mean, you guys deal with a lot of successful people in life. They're competitive. And you get out here, and mm. it's like you're at square. You're like the bottom of the rung. That's you're a really like good First point. step on this long staircase. And you see people around you, and you try to, you know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good point. That's so true. We've totally um, spoke, you know, talked about that. Just... A humility of what surfing brings to you as especially the people we deal with like you said who are mostly all doing something great in their life you know and, and well along their way and in, in doing it great uh, and then to come to surfing and be like I suck <laughs> and I'm not getting better it feels like <laughs> and having to put in that like you know entire path to greatness again starting so later in life but you know what I really appreciate is the people who who kind of like embrace it they're like it's good to be a beginner at something, you know, and yeah, like yeah. like em em embrace the 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 feeling of being at square one, you know, and just knowing like of course I am I'm, I'm a beginner and I don't know what I'm doing. I I just started, you know, yeah, and not getting down on yourself just because I don't know because of you know your expertise in other areas, and it's just a, a competitive streak that runs through, you know, a lot of folks that are later in their careers or you know, done well. And you get in something that you just can't compete, <laughs> really. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you got to restructure it. It's just you, you know. It's just get you against you. You know, you definitely can't I'm really competing against go like up against eight-year-olds. <laughs> I brought it down. Yeah, right. They're so better than all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, no, yeah, it's an attitude thing once again, you know, it's, it's how you think of it and treat it and your perspective in your head and it's, you can just ruin anything with a bad attitude. Yeah. In your class, you're doing pretty damn good, Scott. <laughs> oh, yes. Tell me more. <laughs> Give me more. No, we're totally <laughs> stoked on your time. progress. <laughs> Holy shit that you're flying down the line, you know, on... On, on like your backhand, on your front hand. equipment, flying the La Miss flag. And, yeah, definitely just come, come a long way. Pretty damn quick. We'll have some... You know what we should do? I should go back and find some of the early clips I have of you. And then Ooh, some yeah, of let's do some of that. that. No, you uh, want to see it next to what you just did this week. And uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a good, uh, you know, growth line on the wall. You know how you just every, every once in a while mark your height <laughs> on the wall when you're a kid and write the date next to it. Stand back and admire it. Yeah. Like, look at that crap. It's actually how You guys know as soon as you feel like oh, I'm making progress, you have a day out here at La Miss, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, just swimming. <laughs> I'm just swimming. Body surfing in. It's just part of it now for me. I finally, I feel like I finally had that realization, like, really low expectations paddling out here. You know, really don't, don't expect too much. You might not even get, like, on, like, on an open face. I've had plenty of sessions where it was just like, close out, close out, close out, close out, or I don't know, you think you see something and you can't find it, and just like any, any version of a, a really frustrating, tough session in big waves that beat you down on top of it physically, you know? Yeah, if, if you don't like stay moving out here, then you get moved all over <laughs> the damn place, you know? Like, oh yeah, I'm right where I want to be. I'm just going to just chill, soak it all in, watch the Pelicans. And then you're like, you know, up at the north end of the beach, you know, in front of the rocks. Today you were saying, hey, your lineup spot is, you know, where the beach houses stop and that staircase. I couldn't get there. Every time I'd paddle south, I'd look over and I'm like behind the staircase. And I'm like, okay. I paddle over again, and I look up, and I'm right behind the staircase. It's like it was going nowhere. Yeah, so what was moving up there? Constantly paddling. There's something yeah. going on there. There's a peak. There's a sandbar. The water. Oh, what, you think that's the south spot? There's a riptide, you know, bowl right there that's starting those laps. There's One thing I notice is, like, uh, it's easier to see at home on the smaller breaks, but, like, if we have a little, just a little bank of sand, a little pillow of sand, and like a little wave that breaks over it. The way the water moves is like flushes off the sandbar, you know, like falls off the sides and it creates a current on either side of it. So I bet on a grander scale that you can't really see it too easily. That's what's happening, you know, it's like moving off of sandbars and flushing out. I mean, I guess that's how rips are created, you know, all that water moves in and it's gotta go somewhere. But uh, like the sandbars probably have a lot to do with it. So if you see that wave, you know, and you're paddling towards it, but the very wave that's coming through you want to ride is like pouring water over the sandbar and it's rushing off, it's like an extra hard paddle. You know, paddle wide outside maybe, or run around with the strap into it, yeah. Um, tricky shit. That was pretty good, guys. You know what I saw? Like,